Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn How I Met Your Mother podcast on the internet. How you doing, John? I am Dude, Josh. I am you know stupid. my name. God damn, you know my name. Say my name. <laughs> I'm the one that knocks. You are the one that Wrong knocks. show, but still, I mean, you know. That's true. Um, <laughs> to answer your question that I was rudely interrupted on. I am doing great. Stoked to be back for the first Woo! time in weeks. That's true. It's true. Technically, we had an episode last week, but it was old. It was. <laughs> we had recorded it a while ago. Um, so yeah, you know, I guess we should you know address it a little bit. We did a little bit on that episode, but more stuff happened uh, in the meantime. Oh um, yeah, man. You know, Shit you, just keeps like you had well, a lot I mean, of loss. My and, mom and... passed away. Yeah. Uh, so I thank you all for hanging with us as I was dealing with some personal loss. Yeah. And I was just if trying to keep my head above water and shit like that. So, again, yeah. I appreciate you sticking with us during my loss. Yes. And then poor Mr. Gotta one up my brother over here. That's true. Uh, I was recently told by my doctors that I might have MS. And so uh, we were supposed to put out. The episode from last week was supposed to go out the week before, but that's when I found out everything and I had to go through infusion treatments and I just, I had nothing in me to, to edit and post and do all that stuff. So, uh, but it got put up and, uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll find out. Um, I'll keep you guys informed, you know, but, uh, we do what we do, but we're here now and it's going to be awesome. We're going to talk about some, how I met your mother and uh, there, we have another announcement that uh, if you guys did not see on the Twitter page, if you're not following us on Twitter, at last call, H-I-M-Y-M, I mean, what are you doing? You got to get over there. Uh, I mean, I know I know, Twitter's a weird place right now. A lot of stuff is going on, but uh, do it anyways. Follow us over there. Uh, we now have a Patreon. We have officially Woo-hoo. launched our Patreon. Uh, we've got three different tiers over there. It's patreon.com slash last call, H-I-M-Y-M. I made sure to keep it all the same. A, you know, last call H I M Y M. It's easy for you guys to find everything that we do. Uh, like I said, three tiers. You can get early access to the pod. So uh, every Friday it'll drop instead of Monday. So you'll get it uh, that whole weekend early uh, at the lowest tier. Then there's another tier where you'll get our bonus show, Last Call After Hours. Uh, you know, we'll be doing at least I'd say probably two to three of those a month. Um, oh, yeah. depending on, uh, you know, what we wind up talking about. And, uh, we also, I also added an extra, you know, a higher tier there for like a, a monthly AMA. So you guys can kind of chat with us, uh, you know, uh, on a bit more of a personal uh, level, if you choose to, it's cool. If you don't, you know, no pressure, we it's understand. all good. And, uh, I also launched our Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. There's only like four, four posts up there right now, but Go join that Instagram. Join the Patreon if you uh, if you want to support us. It'd be very very nice. And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Last Call H I M Y M. Last Call H I M Y M everywhere we do stuff. So I was gonna say it's straight across the board. Yeah. Last Call H I M Y M. That's right. That's right. Come find us. Find support us. us. Yeah. Like us. We need to be liked. That's <laughs> true. I do. I do. I mean, look at that up. face. Look at how lonely he is. He I wants am. you people. He wants you close and tight. It's true. So tight. So tight. <laughs> and speaking of tight, I don't know why, but we're going to speak of tight just because I say so. We're going to talk about the tight ends. tight ends. There you go. The latest episode uh, for <laughs> us. Season 2, episode 14, Monday Night Football. See, I think it's weird that they call it Monday Night Football because the Super Bowl is always on a Sunday. Yeah, but they don't watch it until Monday. That is true. Yeah. Uh, So this episode aired on February 5th of 2007, which was the night after Super Bowl 41. Nice. So the events of the back half of that episode all take place on the actual air date. which That's actually really really fucking awesome. And it explains why they never once mention who's in the game, what the score is, because it was filmed before the Super Bowl even happened. Oh, man, that makes a lot of sense. Like, they couldn't even tell you who teams were going to be because they wanted to know when they filmed. Exactly. That's fucking genius. Yes. And I Uh, I didn't know that, but that is, wow. Yeah. 
this one was directed by Rob Greenberg. This is his second in a row. He is his third overall and written by the show creators, Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. Ooh. And the summary is real shoddy. I'm just going to say, uh, it says the gang must postpone their viewing of the Super Bowl and must avoid hearing about the game until then. Wow. That's one of the worst synopsis. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know who's running this wiki page, but you have a single sentence. Why are you using the word must twice? I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> it's it's not it's not very good. Um, so before we jump into the actual episode, I had some uh, I had some stuff about the Super Bowl that they don't ever actually uh, mention here. This this was Super Bowl 41. Like I said, this was uh, February 4th of 2007. And uh, the Indianapolis Colts were playing against the Chicago Bears this year. They de- the Colts defeated the Bears 29-17. to 17. It was apparently also the first Super Bowl to be played in rainy conditions. Didn't know huh, that. Interesting. And it had been 36 years since the Colts had been to the Super Bowl. They won that Super Bowl too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So 36 years and they won. And the halftime show was Prince. Um, it says, oh yeah, no, because I was like, wait, it said Janet, but that was the year before. Yeah, that was, uh, it was a year, no, it was two years, or two years, three years? It was 2004, whatever one that one. Yeah. It was, it was the, when they did the flashback, it was the second one that, oh, you're they, right. that they mentioned, yeah, which I thought, I thought that was a great little reference, too. <laughs> well, it's because it's a big halftime show, like, that still rings out as to why they only do some of the halftime shows they do. Yeah. <laughs> oh Janet, you will oh, live Janet, in going and fucking up the Super Bowl for years. You will live in infamy. But yeah, that's my uh those those are my little tidbits about that Super Bowl that we never hear about uh because we didn't know what it was going to be. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it I thought it was pretty cool. All right, so we get into the episode. Future Ted starts off. He's talking to his kids, of course, about his favorite holiday, John, Super Bowl Sunday. And in particular, the one from 2007, which he says he'll never forget. I mean, it's, you know, it's understandable as to why it's so outstandingly rememberable. Yeah, but absolutely. it's rememberable for some like the worst reasons. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's uh, the the game itself not not you know memorable, but all the stuff that happens to them that's the memorable stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we, we go over to the bar. Ted is assigning some tasks to everybody for the big day, except for Barney, of course. Uh, Ted wants him to focus on controlling his gambling problem. This is something we've seen in previous uh, episodes, uh, like when he goes to like Atlantic City and stuff, and he has problems with gambling. Um, and later on, we actually learn how that all started, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I, I had forgotten cool. about that. That that we got the origin in this episode until I until I was rewatching. I was like, "Oh shit, okay." Uh, Ted is planning to get an epic chicken wing platter for the night. Uh, so I had a question for you, John. Other than wings, obviously, what sort of foods would you pick for a big event like this? Uh, let's see. For us, it would probably be like a WrestleMania as opposed to a Super Bowl. It, it's but... really funny that you would bring this up because back when I was a kid, my mom used to go all out for Super Bowls. Yeah, uh, we used to have like a house party, and like the house was packed with a bunch of people. So she used to do essentially like a, a finger tray, which was like celery with cream cheese, olives, uh, like the small stuff like that. There was a lunch meat tray. Uh, one of her famous things she used to do was she used to get like cans of biscuits, and she used to like um, pat down biscuits and make like mini pizzas. Oh, um, okay. Like my mom, like I said, my mom went all out for the Super Bowl. Like it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but like I don't, think, I, don't I don't think I ever was at a Super Bowl party uh with you guys, but other things that she's done, oh she, yeah, she would always go all out on like, yeah, it's it's thing. gonna be one of the things that's really gonna be different about holidays and shit is that she's not gonna be there to do all that small stuff. It's gonna fall on us now and it's not the same. It's true, um, it's true. but it'll make it proud. Oh, of course, especially <laughs> with Lizzie's charcuterie boards. Yeah, man. Um, you as you were because yeah, you were you were talking about how your mom would do like finger trays and and lunch people, and I'm like, I bet I wonder if that's where 
was he got the, the I think that's where she got drive the, to do yeah. charcuterie because like that sounds like exactly what that would be just had a different version oh yeah mom definitely gave her some pointers too so it was always it's it's really cool and i mean like if if you don't know what i'm talking about go to my facebook page find my little sister elizabeth wickham uh you gotta go through her fucking page because she has the most amazing charcuterie boards ever um and like i'm plugging my sister right now and she's not even watching this fucking podcast (laughs) so i'm gonna tell her she has to specifically watch this episode yeah uh, it's a good it's a good episode she also <laughs> for those of you who don't know works for a job company so if you need jobs get a hold of her and she can try to find you jobs and she's doing it all across new or the um, united states right now not just new york so if you need mm. a job and you're out there and you're looking for work get a hold of my sister elizabeth wickham she will hook you up there it is there it is look at it we're helping our fans get back on their feet um but yeah so i mean super bowl was it wasn't the big event in our house but my dad was a yeah. huge football fan uh my my dad's a cowboys fan um you know so that was always a weird thing growing up i'll try not to hold that against him <laughs> i hold it against him <laughs> but it's really funny because in this episode we get a cowboy we get emmett smith that's true so it's just really funny yeah so yeah so i kind of get like if, if it was for me and you, though, like you were asking, and I'm sorry, that was a huge side oh, no, thing man. to get back. I love I it. would probably, I would say probably Blaisdell pizza, uh, chicken finger pizza, because I always loved the chicken finger pizza. It's true. Uh, barbecue wings, because, you know, I love the pitted wings. Yeah. Uh, mini tacos. Ooh, mini tacos is a good choice. Pizza logs. Yeah, pizza logs are, are uh, definitely good. Anything I can eat with my hands. You know, I'm down for definitely some snacks. Yeah, you know, and chips and stuff, and uh, and just because you got to have it in the fridge, because I know you're not a drinker. Ice cold, and I mean ice fucking cold. IBC. Oh yeah, for those of you who don't know what he's talking about, it's uh, it's a brand of uh, soda. It's you know specifically we like the root beer, but they also make like uh, black, black cherry, cherry and orange, cream soda and stuff, cream. which I'm not a fan of. But uh, yeah, the the IBC root beer. Wow, that's that's good stuff right there. Chef's we're we're plugging a whole bunch of shit today. <laughs> we we're plugging shit, and we don't even have sponsors. Tropical mojito <laughs> that I got for my birthday. Oh man, have mojito. you tried this biofreeze? <laughs> biofreeze. If uh, if you're willing to sponsor us, we're here. We're here. <laughs> Any of you? Let hey, me dur- talk about my blue microphone. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, me as well, right here, Blue Snowball. <laughs> yeah, yep. Come on, Blue, helps out. Oh man, oh, now that I'm done <laughs> shamelessly plugging, but yeah. What about you? What kind of foods would you do? I mean, those are some damn good ones. Uh, I think wings and pizza is like that's like a staple, obviously. Um, but I, I I'm not opposed to like a big old party sub. You know what I mean? Oh man, I haven't done a good party sub in years. Yeah. Problem with party subs though is is you got to get something that everybody's gonna like. That's true. Usually, like if you if you're gonna have a lot of people, you do like a couple kind. You, you do like a, a turkey, you do a ham, and you get all the accoutrement on the side. True, you know what I mean? Like the lettuce and the onions, all those in little containers, and the mayos and the mustards and whatever. So that way, they can just build it themselves. First off, you don't get mayo. Fuck anybody who uses mayonnaise. Right there, John. <laughs> We ain't Italian dressing. We ain't talking. I mean, yeah, I'll take that. You know, a little oil, a little vinegar. You know, I'll do that too. But uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't had like a like a good party sub in a long time. But I, I would rock that. I would if I was actually going to have a party. I think I would rock that. Now, yeah. where would you get your sub from? I don't know, because I'm so. I feel like I'm so out of the loop on like who makes good ones nowadays. I thought maybe you could have somebody to plug there. I don't. You Maybe know, like, Subway. Go How- check out so and so. Let's go to Subway. How about that? Subway? Eat fresh. <laughs> Eat fresh, except for the tuna. <laughs> <laughs> that smells like fish. <laughs> That's oh. a penis. That's a penis. Oh man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that you know, there was that. And uh, as as the gang is chatting. Uh, at the bar, Wendy, the waitress, comes over. We haven't seen her in a bit, and tells them that Mark died. How but, sad! But John, 
who the fuck is Mark? <laughs> well, that's the thing. And it's not like they ever re-go back to it and address who Mark is. No. So we, the fans, are like, who the fuck is Mark? Yeah. Like, they, they, they see, later on, they see him, you know, they go to the funeral or whatever, and they're like, oh, but we never know. Like, he, he is nobody that we know. No, and apparently, like, there are some of his favorite customers. Yeah. And they all must have stories because um, Carl at one point's like, oh, I'm going to go up to the bar. When I get back, I want to hear each and every one of your favorite Mark stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that means they've hung out with this guy before, and yet none of them know who he is. Yeah, none of, yeah, none of them. <laughs> Which uh, I thought that was great. And uh, I think this is the most we've gotten from Wendy since the show started. Yes. You know what I mean? Because she actually has like a, like a decent little piece of dialogue here. I think the same could be said for Carl, though. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, trying to think if Carl had any. Because like Carl has had a bit more in general than Wendy. He throughout, has. But I think you're right. Dialogue-wise, I think this is probably the most for both of them. Yeah. I would love to get Carl. To get, I think his name is Joe, Joe Nieves. I think his name is. I'd love to get him on the show. Get it, Dude, get I would it. love to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to reach out see if we can get Carl. Do it on, on the show. Do it. I want to be part of that interview. <laughs> Hell's yeah! I have so many questions for Carl. Yeah, I'm gonna. Carl, I'll, have to, I'll have to see if I can. false. Get his info. You're a vampire. <laughs> You're a vampire. <laughs> Has it ever been confirmed that you, in fact, <laughs> are a vampire? Uh, so. Carl, then uh, we see him, speaking of Carl, he kicks somebody out of the bar for saying that they can't make it to the funeral because they're going to be watching the Super Bowl, the exact thing that the gang was talking about doing. Yep. And uh, because of this, they reluctantly agree to attend the funeral. Now, here's the thing that gets me. So that means somebody died and they almost immediately had the funeral. Yeah. Almost immediately. That is kind of unheard of. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Cause like they hadn't heard about it. And you would have thought that like they would have, like maybe like Wendy or somebody would have said something prior to would think so. the day before the funeral. Um, but, yeah, so I'm assuming it just it was just recent, like within days, you know. They could have they could have kept him on ice for a week. I'm just saying. <laughs> At the funeral on Saturday, come on, or in the morning. Why is it a 6 p.m.? Why is it like a 5 p.m. Uh, funeral? What's going on here? So here's how you do a funeral like that. Okay, you play the Super Bowl at Mark's funeral, and you serve refreshments. Out of his chest cavity. Because he's already a cold one. I got real dark. Real quick. (laughs) (laughs) He's the life of the party. But he's not. All right, folks. Join us on Patreon (laughs) for more crazy thoughts like that on Last Call After Hours. Patreon.com slash Last Call (laughs) H-I-M-Y-M. Oh, man. Oh, damn. But uh, yeah, so then the next day uh, is when the funeral is. We're getting they're getting ready for the funeral. It's like four thirty in the afternoon. They're all you know they got their suits on. Ted wearing a purple tie. Yeah, I, I thought, saw that. Thought, which I thought was the, a nice little touch. Um, Ted is preparing to record the game. He and Marshall even say a prayer to the TiVo gods and TiVo. kids. TiVo kids. Is one of the earliest versions of the DVR. If you don't know what a DVR is, well, I got nothing left for you. The digital video recorder. Wow. Kids, yeah. Before TiVo, people would put a VHS tape and a, v- <laughs> a VCR and record things. It's true. What's the VHS? You might ask. Well, it was a black rectangular thing that had this ribbon inside of it, and these magical little elves would just draw all these pictures in there. That's exactly how it worked. <laughs> little elves drawing pictures on. I mean, ribbon. I don't. Sadly, I don't have a VHS anymore. But ask your parents; they might. I do. I mean, I know it's not in my apartment, but I have a V a VCR and a well, couple I know of you random. Do, but I was talking about like for like uh, review purposes. Oh yeah, like just holding one up and being like. This is a VHS. That's true. Just go Google. Go Google, Google it. 
There you go. Google is your friend, usually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so during the prayer, Ted mentions the ability to fast forward through commercials, which I thought was funny uh, because then the girls jump in and they're like, don't be, don't even think about uh, fast forward through the commercials. These are the best part. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Do you agree that the commercials are the best part? Do you have a favorite commercial that you can remember from the Super Bowl? Yes, actually, I do. There's two okay. that stick out in my mind. Uh, one is the Bud. It's the Budweiser Rock Paper Scissors commercial. Yes. Um, and it's Bud Light, ex- exceptionally Bud Light. That's um, from this Super Bowl. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Because I was looking up stuff, and that one was was there was listed in the uh, little the thing big about fucking it. tub of ice. Yeah, that's it from this like, Super Bowl. Um, and then my other favorite one was the crime deterrent cell phone. Yes. Oh my God. I love that and one. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'll, I'll quickly recap this commercial. It's back when flip phones were still a thing. And it's these two guys in this locker room and they're talking about special things their phones can do. And this guy's like, I can check my email from my phone. And this other guy's like, okay, I can do that. And I can do this and this. And the other guy goes, mine has crime deterrent. And the guy goes, "Crime deterrent? What's that?" And he's like, "Try to steal my cell. Uh, try to steal my wallet." And he's like, "Hey, give me your any." The dude just chucks the phone in his face. Guy hits the ground. You hear the phone hit the ground, and then they go to the like the thing about the phone, and they cut back to it. And the guy's picking himself up off the ground. And the guy's back on his phone. And the first guy on the ground's like, "I'm gonna file a grievance," and he chucks the phone back in his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh just like you describing it, like envisioning it in my head. It lives in my oh, head rent-free. It's so I good. see this commercial all the time. It's so and good. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, man. I had it, forgotten all about that until you said it, and holy shit, it's such a good commercial. My mom used to love the Budweiser Clydesdales. That's oh, yeah. That's, the Super Bowl for. that's classic. That's classic. Then the, the frogs, of course. Oh, God. You know, but. from back yeah. Bud Light. <laughs> Bud. Wise. You know, way back in the oh, day. Man. That even made it into, uh, was it a scary movie? No, the, or, yeah, yeah kind of. Was it a scary movie? Oh, it was well, the was Up. Yeah, I was going to say, it was the was Up that It was the was Up that And that was yeah. from a Budweiser commercial, though, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dookie, pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. What's that? <laughs> yep, yep. But yeah, that uh, that rock paper scissors one, I think, is because that, that's the one I was going to go with. For yeah. any of you who are listening or watching, if you have not seen this, go find Bud Light rock paper scissors and treat yourself to a great laugh. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, <laughs> it's so good. And let us know your thoughts. Hop on Twitter at uh, last call H I M Y M. I'd love to hear what you guys, uh, what commercials you remember and, and and really enjoyed from past Super Bowls. Uh, oh well. shit! Uh, so Barney then shows up. He's on the phone. He's in jeans and a hoodie. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, he's being like real cutesy. It sounds like he might be on the phone with a girl or something. But no, he's on the phone with his bookie, with his which bookie. is which is funny because um, in I think it was in the the last time we saw him betting, <coughs> he was on the phone with his bookie, and we found out his bookie was his mom. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if this is still his mom, if it's a different bookie. I don't know what's going on. I'm assuming by this point it's probably a different bookie. Yeah, it's just, I think it would, it's funny either way. Because the way Oh, it's fucking great. I love how he's like, no, you hang up. (laughs) No, you hang up. (laughs) Oh, that's just my bookie. Great guy. (laughs) Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, like you said, he's in in normal street clothes, hoodie, uh, t-shirt, and jeans. Because according to him... Suits are a joyous thing, and they're meant for the living. Though there are like two or three different instances where we see him at a funeral setting in a suit. Yep. So. (laughs) I mean, it could be argued that like maybe like by that point. like Marshall's dad, I always kind of thought of like it's respect. It was respect. Um, There was a picture apparently of him at. Robin's uncle's funeral, which I guess could be maybe it was respect for her. I, I, I don't know. And then he mentions going to a funeral at some point. I was reading this uh, where he's like wearing a tie, and he, but he, it, they, we don't see it. Um, oh. It's just it's just kind of mentioned. Um, 
But uh, who knows outside of that? Maybe every other time he has been in street clothes. We don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's It was fun seeing him in street clothes because it's not a thing we ever see, really. It's very rare. My thing is you shouldn't have to be dressed up unless you're one of the people who's, like, there as family. Yeah. Like, I, if you're I, going I, to support somebody at a funeral, you're there paying respects. People would want you to be comfortable. Yeah. They wouldn't want I mean, you to be. don't look, like, complete, like, shit, maybe, you know. But, true. you know, I don't think you need to be in a fucking suit, necessarily. Like, I'm not saying walk in and, like. <clears throat> ripped up fucking yeah. tattered shit and whatnot. Don't yeah. look like you're going to a poison concert. <laughs> Don't look like what you're going you out for a Motley <laughs> don't, don't act like you're going out for a Motley Crue video. That's fair. That's fair. Make sure you have underwear and pants on at the same time. Well, I mean, I guess Brittany, we don't want to see your vagina anymore. I guess if you don't want to wear, if you have pants on, and you don't want, if you want to go commando. That's up to you. Who am I to judge? I hope you don't split your pants. That's true. That I've never thought that because, like you know, I know people who go commando. And that thought has never crossed my mind, but now I don't think I'm going to not be able to think about it. Because what if, man? Yeah, well, I mean, what if? <laughs> then it's everywhere. Oh, then it's, it's everywhere. In the open. <laughs> You're like, my hang dang is hanging in my hang dang. Because, I mean, I have on numerous occasions throughout my life ripped my pants. Yep. And uh, if I hadn't been wearing underwear, my hang dang uh, would be all over that thing. <laughs> All I'm saying is I had one specific moment when I was at work one time where I ripped out my pants so bad that I ripped it from one part of the seam all the way around to the other part of the seam. Damn. On the inner thigh. Yeah. Had yeah. I not been wearing boxers that day, absolutely my shit would have been out. <laughs> and I just all think over. I thought myself, like I was like, I'm gonna go to my car, I'm gonna go home. These jeans go automatically in the fucking trash. But in my head, I was like, God bless the fact that I was wearing semi-new boxers. <laughs> uh, that would be a whole nother story. <laughs> uh, so then at the funeral, they finally see Mark, like we said. And they realize who he is. Uh, and their reaction just cracks me up. Because they're just like, oh! And everybody just like, <laughs> looks at him. They're like, and they're like, Oh, as if that's going to cover anything right. that they just did. <laughs> right. Like, sorry, guys, you're busted. Oh, so busted. Capital UST. Yeah. Uh, and so at this point, I think I think it had said it was like 545. Yeah. And so the, the game is about to start. It's like because uh, they said it started at six. And so they're making a plan to like have a little short mingle and get back to the apartment by eight o'clock. But then they cut to the next scene. And it's like 2.30 in the morning, and they're all still at the bar listening to Carl tell stories. Yep. <laughs> Robin it's makes like, the joke that she's got to be at work at one in one Super Bowl. In one Super Bowl, yep. And it's like, I understand, you know, hanging around and, and kind of commiserating with people. But, like, it's fucking 2.30 in the morning, Carl. Let people go home. Right. Like, like not everybody's a fucking night owl. Maybe next time have the funeral at like 11 a.m. instead of at six. Yeah, and and then people can can do that and and then head home. Yeah, at a de- decent freaking hour. Like I've never been to a funeral that late in the day. All the ones I've ever been to have been you know, earlier in no, the day. No, I, I went to one in the evening. It was eight. It was at eight p.m. Oh, geez. It was when Manny passed away. Oh, okay. I've been to like like a um. What's it called? Like a viewing or a wake? Yeah. But but not like an, a full out funeral. Oh no, like, no. Well, I guess you're right then. Where yeah, like, it was, uh, you just where you can just like kind of pop in, pay respects and go. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. As opposed to a full out funeral where like you're there for the duration of it. Um yeah, that's like I feel like that's just that's too late. I don't know. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. Yeah. Uh <laughs> and then uh even though uh, they will be watching the game the next day at this point, because like I said, it's 2.30, it's already Monday, uh, Ted is determined to keep their tradition alive. You know, they they are going to uh, hold off on uh, getting try, you know, getting spoiled and everything. They want to uh, do it together because that's a thing that, that they've been doing for the last few years. Tradition. At least. Yeah. And 
something occurred to me while I was watching this scene. It's 2.30 in the morning, right? The Super Bowl's already happened. They Their plans to watch it out the window. Yeah. I have to assume Ted did not pre-order those wings. See, I was thinking about that when he goes the next day and gets them. Because, like, it's the Super Bowl. Are you really going to risk just going, just, like, at last minute, be like, yo, let me get the, the big platter of wings? Right. Like, that seems a little risky. Unless, if, unless he had them ordered and, like, called and switched his order time. Maybe, yeah. It's possible that he's like, yeah, we're not going to be able to, to get them. Uh, can we switch it to tomorrow? We don't see any of that, so. No, you kind of just have to assume. Part of me just believes Ted has the uh, the the balls to think that he could just order it whenever he wants. Because I feel you, like Ted knows me. I feel like Ted would do that. And we've both worked in yeah. in places, you know that. Uh, Dude, I used to be a wing guy. Exactly, I'd have fucking killed him. Yeah, yeah. Listen, not to preemptively state something that we will learn later on, but Ted Mosby is a jerk. <laughs> dot com dot com man dot freaking com kids uh, <laughs> if you don't know what a dot com is <laughs> get off the fucking internet that's true that's that's <laughs> very true uh <laughs> so then we get some flashbacks uh to to some past super bowl parties where apparently they've only been doing this since 2003 yeah, the first one that you know they start they they were watching in two thousand three, and this is where Ted. This was Super Bowl thirty seven, <laughs> and this is where Ted decided this was a tradition that needed to start. Drink, and we get to yeah, we get to see Lily's uh, not great wig. Yeah, again. <laughs> yep, I, I, I gotta say now that I now that I see it, I I don't think I can unsee it, and I'll probably point it out every time it pops up, just because it's like oh that's that's a wig. <laughs> man. Oof, sorry, Lil. Not great. Uh, and so then the next year, which would have been 2004, which was the Janet Jackson one, uh, this is where Marshall sparks Barney's gambling addiction. Yeah. And he doesn't think anything of it. He's just like, hey, you want to you know, bet a dollar, whatever. He's just because Marshall doesn't think anything of it. It's just. Well, f- first he bets him 50 and Barney's like, I ain't betting oh, yeah. you 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Marshall's like, fine, a dollar. <laughs> And then, like, of course, Barney wins. He's like, oh, here you go. And Barney's like, oh. He's like, oh, this feels great. I get to keep this? What else can we bet on? And you just see it. It's it's starting, man. <laughs> and then the next year, it just gets worse. <laughs> well, technically, no, I think it's it's the next one that they show. It's two years because it's yeah. 2006. Um, and Robin is now in the group at this point. And Barney, you know, he's trying to bet, like, 500 bucks with Marshall. And Marshall's yeah. like, he's like, I'll do 50. And that's when Robin comes in. She's like, I'll take that action, but uh, make, make it a, a, grand. a grand. I'm like, God damn. Like, she is she is a, a hardcore enabler here. <laughs> well, let's not forget, though. At this point, they don't know she's a former pop star. That's true, too. She's probably, I mean, we don't really ever, they don't really ever go into that. But, like, she has to have at least some. No, cash. they do. They go into it at the, the end of the show. Do there's, the, okay. there's the scene where it's the episode during the wedding um, wedding weekend, and Barney's drunk, and he's like, "I'm only something about marrying Robin because she's rich." And oh Ted's yeah, like, how rich? And he's like, "Buttloads." Yeah. And Ted was like, "And you've never picked up the check." Yeah, you're right. You're right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, because like up until that point, it's never mentioned. It's never mentioned. Yeah. But but it, yeah, it, but it makes sense. It does. That's make one sense. of my favorite moments from that weekend because Barney's like, um, you know, he blows her spot, and then Ted's like, and you you've never offered to pick up a tab at the bar or anything. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, <laughs> it's Barney, you know. <laughs> uh, and so, the, like I said, they make a pact to watch uh, the game the next day to avoid all the scores at all costs, and. Uh, then we get into a series of situations, yeah, uh, you know, that are going around for for all of our characters. Uh, we start off. We got uh, Ted deciding to work from home to avoid any spoilers and whatnot, and then Barney comes bursting in and tries to handcuff himself to the radiator. Well, I mean, he does handcuff himself to the radiator. 
Technically. <laughs> we do find out later on that. I mean, all he had to do was slip. Well, yeah. Get it I mean, but I mean, he does technically handcuff himself to the radiator. That is true, yes. <laughs> With no bathroom plan, though. That's what makes me laugh. I love when Ted, when he like he walk Ted walks out and Barney's like eyeballing the plant yeah. and Ted just like quietly walks back in, grabs the plant, and walks out. Because like, he knows uh, he knows what Barney's planning to do with that plant. Yep. I'd piss in the plant too. That's true. Uh Robin, however, is having a bit of a harder time uh because she's, you know, working at the news station. Yep. And uh the news, they love to talk about the sports. And she tries real hard to avoid that, trying to going as far as to try to not even let the sports uh, section be even done on on the. Well, you on, figure on day end. after Super Bowl, that's a big day for anybody in broadcasting. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and we get to see Lou the Weatherman here. So if yeah. you guys you guys remember Lou uh, from the episode Mary the Paralegal, he was Lou the Vampire or a Lou va- the vampire, vampire Vampire Lou, I think is what they called him. Uh, and now he's the weatherman. I don't know if he was also the weatherman while he was Vampire Lou, or if he's if he's Vampire Lou also now. Like if he does them both or not, that'd be kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I, I love that he. It's what not just is, the same actor; it's the same character. Just do whatever. What I think job. is cool is that we get a first time appearance for a character that comes back <laughs> later on in this yeah. segment. Yeah. <laughs> and that is during the Lily Marshall part of the segment. Yes, we While do. Well, Marshall decides he's going to go hang out with Lily at school to avoid everything. Yep, for show and tell. For show and tell, because she wants to show up Sally and her one-eyed goldfish. <laughs> um, yep. He starts getting picked on by this little boy. Named Doug. N- named Doug. And I think it was really cool, because that's where I was like, I was like, at first I was like, do it, Doug! And then I was like, wait, Doug? And then I realized that little boy yep. is the little boy of one of um, Robin's future boyfriends that yep. Lily sets her up with. Yep, it's uh, season three. I think it's like episode four. So it's like early in season three. It's Robin's uh, short-term boyfriend, George, yes. is his name. And uh, funny enough, I discovered both episodes, both this episode and that episode directed by Rob Greenberg. Oh, fucking fair enough. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, <coughs> random kid character who, I, I mean, honestly, I would have, I, I never would have expected to even see him come back, right? Pops back up for a completely different reason, which I thought was really cool. Different um, reason, but same same role. Same role, same, same kind of douchey attitude. Well, I mean, you're not going to change the kid's personality for that. I mean, they could. Um I Are mean, you my sh- new mommy? I mean, shit. Uh, they 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 use a kid twice in this show. Um, what's his name? The the one Grant. Who pl- Grant. Yeah, yeah. They use him in two different roles. Like they could That's have true. if they had wanted to, but uh, I'm glad they didn't. I like that they actually brought Doug back as mm. a, that character back. So it was really yeah. Um, and then we go back to the apartment. Barney is complaining about locking himself up, of course. And Ted is getting ready to go pick up the hot wings. And this is where we're introduced to the Sensory Deprivator 5000. Which I I want to make one of these. I just want to make one and have it in my house. Phenomenal. Yeah, it would be awesome. I I do love (laughs) that this comes back during the point where Marshall and Lily are trying to have a baby. And Mm. they allow Barney to be in the room. And he's wearing it. Yes. Because, I mean, seasons go by at that point. Like, we're talking, like, season, like, I want to say it's, like, five, season six. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Um, But, yeah, the the Sensory Deprivator 5000. All it is, it's a pair of sunglasses with duct tape on the lenses, two holes punched out, uh, blinders made from a cap and crunch box. Yep. And some noise-canceling headphones. That's it. Simple. but effective. Uh, and that's it. It's so simple, yet so effective. That's a Shark Tank thing right there. Yeah, man. Like we bag on Ted a lot, you know, just because like that's that's kind of the character. But that's that's some brilliant right there, man. I mean, it is, because I mean, <clears throat> theoretically, he could have just walked in with just the headphones on and tried to avoid the TV. 
It's true. But he takes it a step further and he's like, nope. Yeah. And he does really well with them on. He does. You know? There's a, like, we see him multiple times. There's a shot later on where Barney's kneeling in the street or on the sidewalk, like screaming yeah. to the sky. And we just see Ted walk by him. Just because well, <laughs> as going Barney's by. going down the street, you can kind of see Ted behind him. Yeah, but it's not until he really kneels down that you see like the, the Ted walk by. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, uh. yeah, I love that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we Ted makes his way over to uh, the sports bar that he's going to, one of the few non-McLaren's bars that we yes. get in this show, uh, which I don't think we ever see again, as far as I can remember. Not it's possible, that I remember. but I don't think we ever go there again. Um, and and Ted is yelling because he, you know he can't hear. He's wearing the noise canceling headphones and everything. And he gets his wings without incident, and he leaves. You know, little does he know that uh, there will be a problem later on. <laughs> and then we ha- uh, hop back over to Robin. Uh, the sports report is finishing up. She's got her fingers in her ears. She's avoiding everything. Uh, and she tells the station producer that they need to change the teleprompters to not include the winner of the game. And when she tells her like, that's crazy. She goes and uses Mark's dad to her advantage, which I was like, Oh, okay. I see you, Robin. (laughs) I mean, she's not stupid. No, she is not. (laughs) And I mean, fuck it worked, right? It does indeed. We get a hilarious scene out of this with her nondescriptly talking about, Stuff happened, like yes. talking about the game and about the mayors of the town, whatever, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, I would love to see. I would watch her news program just to see what kind of weird shit happens on it because stuff always happens on that. Oh, always, All the always time. happens. Yeah, I, I would, I would watch that. I, I I'd, I'd wake up at three a.m. if I had to. Just saying, whatever time it was on that you know, way before when she was on it. Fair. Uh, and so Barney, uh, then you know he gets free, like uh, like I said. Ted comes back. He's got the wings, but he can't really see because he's still got the thing on his face. And uh, Barney takes off, and Ted realizes the dipping sauce is missing. Now, here's my question. I'm pretty sure the wings are sauced because we see that. Yeah. Uh, what is this dipping sauce, do you think? Do you think it's like blue cheese? <clears throat> like something, like that kind of a thing? Kind of blue cheese or ranch. Okay. Because that's a big container. I'm like, if that's a big-ass container of blue cheese, I'm down. Well, Please. and that's the yeah. thing that kind of, like, I was thinking about it, because I'm like, he makes a big deal about this, so either it's a really, like, like, it could have been, like, a fancy sauce, or yeah. it's blue cheese, or ranch, it's something like that. It might be, like, a like a, like a house-made, like, they make it in, the, in there, um, like, like, Jenna's, they yeah. make their own blue cheese, and it's, like, it's real freaking good, so I could, I could, I could see that, um, but he goes through a lot just to get some sauce. He does. Just saying, man. Been with uh, a few girls that were the same way. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> uh, and so then we finally go back over to the school. You know, it's been a bit. Doug still torturing Marshall. And even after Marshall has apparently eaten a bunch of crayons for him, <laughs> Doug is still trying to blackmail him. Still. Uh, and he admits that the reason is because he's in love with Lily, or as he calls her, Miss Aldrin. Uh, and so Doug breaks something, forces Marshall to take the blame, and causing him to end up in timeout, which yep. I thought was funny, just seeing him, him stand there. Uh, and then Doug keeps pushing Marshall deeper and deeper over the edge, and Marshall just finally gets fed up, grabs like a Capri Sun, and just soaks Doug's pants with it, making him look like he peed himself, which I thought was a perfect way to deal with this kid. Oh, it was a it was a total Marshall thing though too. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. then Marshall's like, you know, do you want me to tell all these kids you wet yourself, or do you yeah. just want to like quietly go change your pants? Yeah. First off, they're out of that grade range where they're bringing extra pants to school. That I think I think he specifically in- says go dry off. Oh, but, like, does. how he long does. is that going to take? <laughs> Even, like- He's just in there. Like- 
Like, do they have a blower? Like a you know, you know, like a hand blower? Oh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> and and I think it's gonna be sticky. It's juice. Yeah. Not like it was water. That's that's a Capri Sun, man. And uh he, he demands his money back and his pudding snack pack. I mean, in all fairness, snack packs are the bomb ass, you know. That was yeah. What is your ideal snack pack? Ooh, Flavor. chocolate vanilla mix. Chocolate vanilla mix. Nice. Kid, the kids would say it's fucking mint. Fucking mint. Yeah, I mean, I do love a classic like vanilla, but I've gotten into the like the the her the Hershey the um the Jello brand dark chocolate one. Don't you ever bring Jello up when we're talking uh, about snack packs? Oh, uh, it's so good. It's so good, man. So good. The only problem I have with the Jello brand ones. Is you have to refrigerate them. Yes. Like the like the actual snack pack brand, the was it Hunt, oh, yeah. was it Hunt Snack, whatever it is. Yeah. Like they're shelf stable, so you don't have to. And I didn't realize that. And so like I had I had some jello ones in a bag. And I was like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, why do they look so weird? And I realized I was supposed to keep them in the fridge. So I was like, Well, I'm not eating these. <laughs> yeah. Would have been funny if you're like, I'll risk it. <laughs> I thought about it. I'll be totally honest. It's a bad choice. It it did cross my mind. <laughs> um uh but yeah, I I I felt the risk uh uh did not outweigh the possible punishment. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Cuz you never know what's going to happen. Um <laughs> then we see Barney running uh around trying desperately to find out who won the game. Uh, no one seems to know, not even former uh, Dallas Cowboys player Emmett Smith, who he runs now, into. Here's your trivia for the day. Let's test that knowledge. Okay. Emmett Smith, former Dallas Cowboy. What number was his jersey? Was it 23? Close. Okay, what was it? 22. 22. Okay. Okay. I mean,. I may not be a, a, a Cowboys fan, but you got to give respect to Emmett Smith, man. You know what I mean? Emmett Smith is probably by far one of the best NFL players. Of all that time. he was, he was, he was around the time when I was super into football. You know, when the Bills were hot with Jim Kelly and all them. You know, it was Emmett Smith versus. You know, that was it was the, the right. Cowboys and the Bills. That I'm was gonna, a big. I'm going to give you one of the hardest questions of your entire life. Okay. You, you have to choose between one of three players to recruit for your football team. Okay. We're going to start with Emmett Smith since he's already on the board. Okay. Number two, Jerry Rice. Okay. Number three, Thurman fucking Thomas. Oh, man. All Ooh. three of those players right there are rightfully Hall of Famers. That's true, man. That's true. And I believe two of them are already in the Hall of Fame. I think I got to go with my boy, Thurman Thomas. <laughs> You're like my boy. Jerry Rice. <laughs> Jerry Rice got some legs on him, though, man. He can run, man. There was nobody Ooh. like Jerry back in the day, except for maybe Lawrence Taylor. He could freaking run, He man. could. Damn. Because I, I was torn. Like, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Emmett Smith is great. But uh, I, uh, I think all three of them play different positions, though, too. So yeah, they do. We'll take know. them all, man. We'll put them all on the same team. Dude, epic, if, you gotta get, if, you're, if you're building a fantasy team, don't forget uh, Bo Jackson, though. Bo Jackson, there it is, man. And uh, is. my personal opinion, greatest quarterback ever in the NFL, uh, Joe Namath, or not Joe Namath, uh, Joe Montana. No, no, Boomer Sison. Sorry. Oh, oh okay. Boomer. Boomer. Yeah. Former no. uh, Cincinnati Bengal. I mean, sure, but uh, greatest arm in the NFL, in my personal opinion, maybe Brett Favre. Yeah. Nineties Brett Favre, not not later year Brett Favre. Okay. Back I mean, when he, he knew how to play the pocket. He's and definitely the- up there. Definitely up there. Uh, Kelly before he f- screwed his arm up. Yes. You know what I mean? Only uh, quarterback to ever go to the Super Bowl four years in a row. Four. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't capitalize. But, hey, can't take away the fact that they made it four in a row. Just saying. That's true. Well, can't actually, I should, say, I should say he's the only quarterback to ever go to the NFL four years in a row with the same team. Because I think Brady's close. But I think Brady played for a couple different teams along the way. But did he go four years in a row? I don't know. I don't think it's he did. Brady. He cheats his way there. <laughs> I think there was like you know a year here and there where in between. Um, I mean, I think Brady's probably been there to the most in general. Probably. Yeah, he's, it's a lot. And every one of his wins has an asterisk next to it for some reason. Yeah. Amazing. 
<laughs> Cheater! <laughs> oh, we're going to lose a bunch of fans now. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're already going to lose fans, Tim Tebow sucks. <laughs> Fair. 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 Uh, I, I, I don't really care about Tim Tebow. Just putting that out there. Uh, And so, as like as I said before, uh, Barney screaming out of frustration. We finally see Ted walking by uh, with the sensory deprivator five thousand on his way to retrieve his dipping sauce. Uh, He he gets to the bar, gets the sauce, uh, and then everything starts to go wrong for everybody uh, all at once. They all wind up getting the winner spoiled, except for Ted. Yep. Somehow Ted manages to make it through uh, this part of the of the day. The, yeah, um, the only bad thing that happens to him is, is he slips on the cue ball and falls yeah. down the steps. And but dude, saves the dipping sauce. I don't know if that was actually Josh Radner taking that bump onto the steps, but damn, that was a hard hit to the steps, dude. That was. Like, ow. <laughs> Sadly, there's no way to fake a fall like that. Like, you no, have to fake that fall. There's not. And, like, I doubt that they had, like, I doubt that they were, like, foam steps or something. You know what I mean? Oh, no, it was probably a stuntman who did the moment. Probably. But I can totally see that stuntman being like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to need a tub full of ice. Like, <laughs> yeah, because, like, that, like, that, you're going to mess your back up. That's going to hurt. Like I, I watched it every time I watched it prepping for this, I cringed when that yeah. happens. Like, Oh, Oh, cause we've, you know, as you former wrestlers, we, uh, took our fair share of crazy bumps and things. And, uh, oh, I don't man. recall this <laughs> <laughs> wrestlers. You say <laughs> my memory of- is a little foggy here. I have a little chunk of black, period. <laughs> <laughs> it is the, yeah, the, John's famous black period. There it is. <laughs> but he uh, saves the sauce, John. He does. He saves the sauce, and he's excited about it. And then we get back to the apartment. The gang gathers to watch the gang. Uh, no one's telling Ted that they already know. Uh, and I don't think Ted so actually ever finds them. out. I don't think any, that Ted finds out that they knew. Because uh, no, he, they don't really tell, they don't say anything. No, uh, yeah, and like you said, Barney comes in and he heads, uh, he goes to Marshall's room to do this, which I thought I was like, oh, okay, he's just walking randomly into Marshall's room to uh, yell because he lost uh, all the money that he bet. All that money, and this uh, obviously everybody can hear it spoils the game for Ted. And Ted almost gives up, you know, he's like, well, you know, why should we even bother? But everybody kind of rallies around and gets him to, you know, to still enjoy the game, hanging out with one another, drinking beers, eating wings, enjoying commercials, all that good jazz. And uh, they start telling stories about their day. Uh, Future Ted says he doesn't remember who won or even who played, but he'll always remember that time together. And then we get the end of the episode. Barney goes through all the bets that he lost. He oh, he yeah. lost every possible bet that he could have had. Uh, and Ted's sitting there with him, and he puts on the sensory deprivator 5,000 to drown him out to end the episode. And that, folks, was Season 2, Episode 14, Monday Night Football. John, what are your final thoughts on the episode? It's it's by far, it's, it's a cute episode. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely one of those ones that doesn't fit any of like the. It's a side story. It's like a side quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with the main part of the story, but it's it's crucial to who Ted is and the gang and their yeah. their connection. Yeah, I love this episode for that. Um, but it's definitely not like, oh man, I got to watch that episode again. No, yeah, no, I, I get that. I think it's an exceptionally well written episode. I think the direction yes. is really good. But yeah, like you said, it's it doesn't really affect the progress of the show. Um, yeah. I mean, really, the only things we get are like we get the introduction of Doug, who comes back later. Um, we get to see how Barney's uh, gambling, gambling addiction started, started um, and we get to see the sensory deprivator. Like I feel like those are probably the only things that even pop back up, pretty uh, much. Really, so well the Super Bowl pops back up in another. Oh, episode. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um and that's when that. Barney's sitting in the crowd with his phone number on display. Yeah. Um. 
CBS, call Barney Simpson. <laughs> yep. CBS. The magic one. phone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, like you said, it's just like a kind of a standalone episode where you can just kind of watch it, enjoy oh my God, it. That's the rabbit duck episode. Yeah. Yep. Shit. So I like it when shit like that clicks in my head where I'm like, oh my god, it's the magic phone episode. That's the rabbit duck episode. Yep. And Marshall's one of my favorite lines that Marshall ever delivers. Why would he order the rabbit if he was just gonna leave? <laughs> yep. Uh, oh. Good episodes. I uh, can't wait till we get to to talk about that. That's a that's down the road quite a bit. That is. But uh, yeah, uh, I I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was uh, it was really good. Um, but yeah, again, like you said, uh, just kind of standalone. Standalone, you know? which I'm okay with. I, I like standalone episodes because you don't have to get you can you can break stuff down. I feel like a bit more sometimes, just kind of encased in its own self. You know what I mean? But. Godsmack would say, ah, stand alone. That's true. It would. Uh, and so it is now that time, folks. It is time. Vader time. Barney's blood. Suit up, bitches. That's right. That's right. All right. So this edition of Barney's blog is titled The Stinson Super Bowl Party Sportsbook. It was written on Monday, February 5th. And it makes me wonder, did he write it in the morning? I'm assuming probably, uh, like prior to the funeral. Maybe. You know what I mean? Because he's not he's well, that, not that, the complaining. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So like the so then when would he have done it? Just sometime well, in the morning on, on Monday. Just woke up he himself to the radio. Yeah, yeah, before he came over to Ted's on Monday. Yeah, that's probably... Uh, because he's not complaining about losing money or anything in the blog. Okay. So I feel like it had to have been before the game and not Fair. after, you know, or before they they knew what happened with the game um, and not after. So this one says, for a gambling man, Super Bowl Sunday is just like Christmas, but with cheerleaders. Traditionally, one can bet on anything from the coin toss to the final score. Before the seasoned gambler, betting on mere sports is an insult to the glory and splendor of Super Bowl Sunday. The real challenge is betting on Super Bowl parties. So like the Santa Claus of the Super Bowl, I'm sliding down your chimneys and into your lazy boy recliners with my my own Super Bowl miracle, the Stinson Super Bowl Party Sportsbook. Included here are 10 examples of bets you can make that will really liven up your own Super Bowl parties. Oh, All boy. Right. All right. So a couple of them I feel like might not work as well now because of how old this is. You know, it's been like, what, 15 years? Yeah. So they're a little little past their date, I think. Um, but we'll, we'll get in there. Uh, so number one, total number of trips to the bathroom monitored by toilet flush count. Number two is uh, the number of Janet Jackson jokes attempted during the halftime show. I don't think that happens that much anymore. Not, like, no. you know what I mean? Like people, yeah, it's, I feel like it might still come up occasionally, but it's been, this is what, 20, 2004 that that happened. So it's been almost 20 years. Yeah. You know, I feel so old right now, but it's been, it's been almost 20 years. I think, I think we might need a, a, a new one for that. Uh, number three is the number of economy-sized chip bags consumed with a side bet of barbecue versus salt and vinegar. I got to say, John, neither of those are my preferred potato chip flavor of choice. Mine is. Barbecue. Yeah? Yeah, mine would be uh, a sour cream and onion all day. True. I've never been a salt and vinegar fan. Nope. I hate never, it. Never liked it. So if that was my side bet, I'm definitely not picking I would so, rather but, drink a Pepsi bottle full of piss than <laughs> eat a bag of those chips. Fair. <laughs> uh, the number four is total weight gain from kickoff to finish, which oh, I think God. which I think is interesting because with that you would have to like everybody would have to weigh in before and after. Oh yeah. In order to do that, and I think that actually would be kind of funny to <laughs> funny to clock. I'm just I think that would be hilarious. Um, and here's my here's my Ooh, question though. I would are you are you betting on who will, or are you saying 
I will. Like the winner is the person who does. Or are you just betting on the on who? I think it's uh, betting on it. who. Because who then you, the most like I said, you still have to get everybody involved. That is and, true. And then the person who gained the most weight might not win anything because if they don't bet on themselves. I have a way to be the guy, though, that everybody, you know, everybody would assume it would be one of the bigger guys. Yeah. I would walk in, though, having to take a massive shit. Go take a shit. You drop like two pounds. Right. Yeah. And then Are you going to, you're going to weigh yourself first, though? Yep. There it is. And then there you go is. and you drop. And then you eat because why not? There it is. It is, folks. Uh, make sure you uh, you weigh in before your drop. <laughs> Never bet on the fat man. Never bet on that's no, that's true too. Or maybe do bet on the fat man. I don't know. Uh, number five, carpet spills. I'll be honest, man. If I'm having a party and you're over here fucking spilling shit all over my carpet, <laughs> uh, you might get your ass kicked. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to change sports here for a second, but uh, you're spilling shit all over my carpet. You're out of here. Out of here. Get. Get. Uh, number six is the number of John Mellencamp songs featured in commercials. I feel like this one needs to be updated too. I feel like you're right. I, I, I'm just saying. I don't know I who say, I would though, update in the 2000s, it to. But... Though he was still kind of correct. Yeah, yeah. I think at the time it's fine, but I think now we, it needs to be updated. Um. Number seven is the guest to seat ratio. Uh, and it says, note, the floor does not count as a seat. Number eight, uh, in which quarter will you run out of cups? Number nine, the total number of shushes during commercial breaks. And number 10, total beers consumed. Okay. I'm going to yeah. go back a couple here for a second. Okay. He, he talks about the uh, what what – in or what quarter you run out of cups? Yeah. First off, if people aren't reusing their same fucking cup over, they can get the fuck out of my house too. Yeah, absolutely. Because either you're using a glass cup anyway, or I bought solo cups for an event like that, or I'm sorry, some kind of plastic drinking cup doesn't have to be solo. But sponsor, you know, sponsor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. You have some kind of like plastic cup that would be disposable, but you better still be reusing those. They can fucking rinse them out and refill another drink in them. Yeah. And like, are you having different drinks? Like, if you're just drinking, say, like beer, uh, like you can just refill your fucking cup. Exactly. That's why I like that one. I'm kind of like, eh, you shouldn't yeah. be running out of cups. Because yeah. if I'm going to buy plastic cups anyway, I'm going to buy a fucking cheap, variety, like, quantity bag. Yeah. So if I'm running out, that means somebody has some fucking explaining to do. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're going to be doing all the dishes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. So, But uh, that, folks, is Barney's blog for this week. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Last Call at McLaren's. Be sure, if you want to support us, hop on over to the, to the Patreon patreon.com slash last call h-i-m-y-m a lot of good tiers there any any little bit of support really helps we really appreciate you if not that's cool just uh you know like us on twitter you know uh share the episodes anything like that will help us out you know what i mean uh, you know and any it. little thing you can do even if you can't uh you know afford anything just share it with your friends that way it, it spreads the love you know, so uh, John, if you you got anything else that you want to add before we wrap up here? No, sir, I do not. All right, then let the good folks out there know where they can find you on the internet. Ooh, people, check this out! I'm doing this special for you, so tell me what you think. I said, hop on over to my Twitter. It has a link to my awesome blog. You can click it and check out on my life stuff. And I talk about this guy. Now, here's Josh. Check him out. It's J-P-R-Y-N-O-R. He's got a Twitter and pretty awesome blogs, yeah. He's got a lot to view. There it is. Now, uh, you never <laughs> actually... You never actually said your Twitter handle. At Darn. Simply oh, Shane J. What? <laughs> Thank you. 
Simply Saint J1. Hop on over to my Twitter. Check out my blog. View my posts. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't like me, you can bite me. Because there's a fire and a burning passion coming back. And guess what? I don't it's know. It's happening. Sure. He likes to be bit. So you're, you're more <laughs> than welcome. Uh, yes, and you can find me on Twitter at MovieBlogMerk. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merck with a movie blog. If you're watching this on YouTube, you are on the Merck with a movie blog YouTube channel, or maybe you're on the Patreon watching it early. Yeah! And if that's the case, you're awesome. Um, uh, every Friday, you'll be able to check it out early. But if so you be are sure on the YouTube page, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hit that little like icon and ring the little bell for notifications. Pew, 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 wherever fuck it is on the screen. I have never know. I never know. And I'm never going to know. I don't want to know. You got to find it. Click that bell. It's like a treasure hunt. Where's Waldo? Treasure hunt. You find the magic bell. You get magical podcast notifications. That's what it is. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening on a podcast form, uh, if you're over on anchor.fm slash last call, H-I-M-Y-M, you can leave us a voice message. Which would be awesome. We'll play that on air. Uh, we'll play you know, it live on air. Questions or comments, whatever, put it in there. Um, and if you're on, uh, uh, was it Spotify or Apple? Yep. Uh, you leave a five star review. We will read that out on air as well. Uh, we've and had if a one star review. We will come to your house and we will fucking cock smack you. <laughs> <laughs> and by- <laughs> See, that might entice people to just leave one star reviews, and I don't want that. <laughs> 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 but yeah leave those reviews it helps us move up in the algorithm gets us seen by by more and more people spreads the love uh to all over the world thank you very much uh and listen if we have brought a smile to your face today i just want you to do me a favor and leave a smile in the comment section yeah. anywhere you're listening to this if you're listening to it on a podcast leave it in a comment form leave it in the comments if you're watching this on youtube Go down in the comment section. Leave a smile. Let yeah. me know that we touched you today. On Twitter, even at last call H I M Y M. Leave a, leave us a smile there. I mean, just let us know. We want to know, uh, you know, if if you're liking what you're hearing. If there's anything we can do to to make it even better for you, let us know. Do you want me to use my sexy voice? Because I will. I'll talk only like this when we record the podcast from now on. John, you're gonna give all our fans the vapors. <laughs> you're gonna get the vapor. yeah, it's gonna be like Niagara Falls <laughs> all over the place but uh, yeah that's all I got for him man what do you got for him listen you don't have to go home but you can't listen here that's right catch you guys next time <laughs>